Welcome to Podcast Sound Advice, the place for up-to-date podcast tactics and trends. You'll find actionable strategies to help you grow your audience, expand your influence, and monetize your content. Join Phyllis and Kelvin for Podcast Sound Advice, starting now. Joining us today is one of our podcasters, Laura Prisk. Laura is the founder and creator and host of Making Space for Conversation That Matters podcast. And she's also a business owner and an author. She's a leadership consultant and a mom. Uh, she's a very busy woman. Uh, so thank you for taking time to be with us today, Laura. Thank you. I was excited to get invited, Phyllis. Good. Well, just so people under know a little bit about your podcast, uh, just give you some details. Laura started her podcast in July of 2019, so she's getting really close to her one-year mark. She has already published, at the time of this recording, 39 episodes. I know she's already got three or four more that are already recorded that will be uh, released as this comes out. So she's well on her way to the, to the one-year mark. So Laura, tell us a little bit, the Making Space for Conversations That Matter podcast, what was your I guess, initial inspiration for wanting to do a podcast and that podcast in particular? Well, so I love to talk to people. I love the opportunity to have deep, meaningful conversations about real stuff. The superficial, shallow, small talk just is very draining for me. And the podcast was kind of in my brain for about three years. And I kept thinking, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. I, you know, but I decided that it was time to stop waiting for those conversations to happen organically and to carve out the time and to create the space, which in this case is a recording space, to just have some great conversations with interesting people about stuff that fascinates me. And so that's what we do. There's not one specific theme. It's not focused on leadership. It's just genuine, real conversation with interesting people. Yeah, and I can attest to that. Laura has had a uh, really interesting uh, variety of mm -hmm. people that you've talked to from all kinds of disciplines, I think, and all sorts of uh, backgrounds, which has been really pretty fascinating. Tell me, what is kind of one of the favorite things or, or something that you've really um, enjoyed about podcasting? Or has there been anything about it that's surprised you? Oh, what surprised me? That once I found someone who knew how to handle the production and the editing and all that technical stuff, that I no longer had an excuse to to not do it. And it's been just the process is just really easy for me. It's been so much fun because I've gotten to explore things with people I know mm -hmm. that I wanted to take deeper. It's allowed me to get introduced to people I probably would never have met and get exposed to thinking and ideas and practices and disciplines and you know, just all kinds of things that I probably would never have gotten exposed to had I not engaged in this. And I just really, really love talking. <laughs> well, yeah, and you have, I know you started with some people that you knew fairly well from, from a variety of experiences, but you've also reached out to some people that you didn't know as well, correct? Oh, yeah. You know, so some have been, have been totally blind cold calls, so to speak, through email, just saying, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. And I'm really fascinated by X, you know, I always personalize it to whatever it is, I'm curious about that specific person. 
And really for all of the invitations I've sent out, I think I've been turned down twice. So it's, it's been really cool. That's great. So just so that people understand this, so you've invited obviously people that you knew and people that knew you, but one of the things that you've been doing is just reaching out to people that you have found interesting or that are doing work that you found interesting, or they've maybe written a book that you liked. Yes. Yes. So actually one of the early ones, Ed Gunger, is he's been a pastor for a long time and he's an author. And my sister sent me one of his books several years ago called One Small Barking Dog because I used to have a small barking dog and she thought it was funny. But I really connected with the book and there was a passage in there where Ed was talking about something going on in his life that brought me to tears when I read it. And so I thought, ooh, if I ever have an excuse to have this conversation with him and dig deeper into this, I will. And so I sent him a note by email back in May or June. And literally, my family and I were getting on a plane to go to Florida for our family vacation last June. And I got the email from him response back while we were in their airport in Columbus. Sure, I'd love to do this. Tell me how it works. And I was like, yes, right there in the (laughs) airport. I'm sure people thought I was nuts. But yeah, it's... It's, that's how it works. Yeah, that's nice. So I hope other people will hear that and be encouraged because I think sometimes they can, you know, can be a little nervous or reluctant to reach out sometimes. And um, your my experience has been similar to yours in that most people do say yes. Most people are happy to be asked to have the opportunity. Yeah, there's, there's another one if I have time to tell this quick story. So there's this man in the Pacific Northwest who is a really talented artist. And once upon a time, he actually used to be a model and a TV star. And I have loved his painting for years and years and years. In fact, I have one of his paintings downstairs. And so I've been sort of lurking around and following him for years and years and years. And so finally, Probably about six weeks ago, I finally got the courage to send an email and say, hey, you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And we had a couple of sort of random things in common besides the fact that I bought his painting and said, I'd really love to explore the conversation around creating and life. And I thought, you know, I'll probably never hear from him. And then about a week later, I opened my email and there he was. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And so I wrote back to respond to some questions that he had and said, you know, if you prefer to discuss this by phone instead of email, here's my number. And about a half an hour later, my phone rang and I was just shocked. And he's turned out to just be the nicest man. We haven't had the opportunity yet to record his episode, but I am so excited about it. Oh, I'm excited too. Uh, When you record that episode or when we release it, for sure, you will have to uh, remind me and let me know so I can be sure and share share his info with everybody and kind of relate back to this story because now people I know are going to be wondering. (laughs) Who is it? Who is it? (laughs) Yeah, I'll be looking forward to hearing it. If you were going to give advice to someone, you mentioned that, you know, you'd had the idea for your podcast in your head for for quite a while, a couple of years. We hear that pretty often that people have been thinking about this for a while. So if you were going to give someone some advice today, uh, what would that might be if they're, they kind of have that idea in their head, they've been thinking about it, 
what might you tell them might be the a good first next step? Well, for me, and, and this is one of the things I encourage people I work with to do with any kind of vision about something they want to create that's bigger than, you know, what's for dinner tonight, is to literally sit down and write it out. You know, write out your thoughts so you can capture them, you can think into them, you can recognize gaps, you can make them more concrete, hear how it sounds outside your head, and really kind of map out the framework for, you know, what do I envision this to become? What's the outcome I desire? What's the experience I want to have? What do I want to explore or share or teach or talk about, you know, whatever your focus is? And then think into what could this look like over the next few months, six months, 12 months, 18 months? What's the level of energy, focus, time, and attention it's going to require from me? And am I going to have to shift some things in my schedule to make time for that? Or will it flow in very easily if you're going to have guests? For me, it was really helpful to sit down and craft out my wish list of, you know, who would some of those dream guests be? And who do I know will say yes, so that when I get started, I know I've got some for sure guests in the bag already. And then for me, it was finding someone who could do the stuff that I don't want to do, that I'm not gifted to do, that I didn't want to take the time, energy, and attention to figure out how to do. And even, you know, Phyllis, when I connected with you, you still asked me questions that I hadn't fully thought into. So even when I thought I was pretty prepared there was still more thinking to be done to make sure that I was prepared and that we could do this and present it professionally in a polished way that would appeal to people. That's that's really helpful. I think your idea of kind of getting the ideas out of your head in whatever way works for people. And, you know, I'm a big sort of list maker. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, or some people I know like to do some diagramming. But I think that step definitely makes it feel like it's something tangible mm-hmm. versus just sort of an idea or a concept. Yeah, I, I think it I think it helps and you'll be a little more prepared for the bumps along the way when you've spent some time thinking it through. Yeah. As you move into podcasting, I guess, you know, as I because now you're I think you've got a really good system, you're recording on a regular basis and you've got it kind of I think worked into your life. What advice would you give to someone about that? What is there any sort of little hacker or any tip that you would give them, especially if I think about carving out the time? Yeah, I remember when you and I were talking and you said, you know, some people record in batches and some people just record here and there. And it depends, I think, on the frequency and the length of time that you're planning to have your podcast be. I've been trying to be as accommodating to my dream guests as I can and make sure that we can schedule when it's convenient for them. And so that means I'm not in full control of the schedule. But it's been really fun to have, you know, like you said, three and four episodes done, at least my part of it, so that I can hand it off to you and know that I'm okay for a few weeks if I don't record some more. And so it's been, for me, it kind of works in bursts. 
there are times where I am recording one episode a week and other times I'll record three and four episodes in a week. And so it's just really thinking into how how is that going to work best for you? Because then I can sit down and do my pieces, parts and get them off to you in a burst after recording as opposed to, you know, every week I need to do something. And it's, for me, it's just nice knowing, okay, I'm covered for the next three or four weeks. So if I don't connect with somebody interesting or have to wait for someone to schedule, I have some buffer room. Right. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. And again, (laughs) right now uh, we're recording this during a time when most of us are staying home all the time. But that's not typical, right? And so you've given yourself too, I know, at times when, again, you're going to be on vacation or you know you have other commitments and priorities. And so you don't want to have to record that week or maybe two weeks in a row to giving yourself that flexibility in your schedule, which is really nice. One of the other things that I've realized too is because we're really, truly deeply engaging in an organic conversation, you know, it's not scripted. It's not an interview. Right. And I tend to be really fully engaged in those, that it can be more draining than I think. And so I know there were a couple of days where I had scheduled two or three, and I schedule myself a break in between. But for me, it's, you know, 45 minutes to an hour for these conversations. And so by the time I got to the third one that day, I was like, oh, yeah, that was not the best idea I've ever had because I'm really tired now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've had that experience as well. I think that's a good thing for people to just be aware of their energy level. I have done Mm -hmm. the most I've done is four. I did four in a row one time and the first three went really well. And by the fourth one, I really felt like my brain and my focus was totally scattered. So uh, but that's just me. Uh, We have a couple of other clients that record three in a row. I think all the quite often, actually, they seem to just do great and they get into that groove. So I think mm-hmm. it's okay for people to embrace whatever works for them. And you've obviously found that flow and what works for you based on the other things too that you have going on in your life. Oh, absolutely. One size does not fit all. So, <laughs> so for anybody embarking on this, you know, adventure, you just kind of feel your way around and do the trial and error thing, I think, yeah. until you find your groove and what works best for you. And the other thing for me is, you know, I can still show up, but I really want to honor my guests with my full attention and energy. And so I've been more mindful now that I won't schedule more than two in a day and with a bigger chunk of time in between so I can recharge. Yeah, good. I think that's helpful. And it's good that you know that it's one thing I'm going to just two more questions, but one has to do because whether you feel like it or not, you're actually quite a seasoned podcaster at this point. Most uh, podcasts never make it past episode seven. So yes, really. So you are, (laughs) you've already got 40 some recorded and more planned. So, you know, kudos to you, first of all, but how, if you, if it's possible for you to reflect, I mean, how, I think sometimes that first two or three times you hit that record button, I think for a lot of people, it feels scary and a little bit intimidating. And I think once you kind of get used to it, it it is less so. Do you have any advice around that for someone? Boy, I don't know, because I was so excited about it. Like, this is really cool. I can't believe I'm actually bringing this to life for real. 
One of the things that I tell people anytime they're doing something that would equate to public speaking, because in a sense, this is, Mm -hmm. right? You know, be mindful of what will allow you to show up in a calm, relaxed, engaged space. And so if you are prone to a little bit of stage fright, you know, sit down and do some deep breathing. And just remember why you wanted to create this and what it is you're excited to share in the world. And to know that when you're speaking, it's normal to pause once in a while. It's natural. And and while you may feel really self-conscious about it, others probably won't notice. So just do your best to relax breathe, enjoy it, (laughs) and have fun because you're sharing something important and people need to hear it. Oh, absolutely. I could not agree more. That's that's really good. Sound advice. (laughs) Pun intended. (laughs) Ha ha. Okay. So the last thing I wanted to ask, and I know that some people, I've had one other person who's like, oh, I can't answer that. But I think that you can. What would be a favorite episode of yours that you've recorded and already published? And if you don't want to say it's a favorite, maybe what is an episode that you would like to point people to that either just might be really timely considering what we're doing right now in the world? I just would love for people that haven't checked out your podcast, certainly check out all of the episodes. But if there's an episode you'd point them to right now, which episode might that be? And we'll link to it in the show notes and we'll make sure people can find it really easily. So does it really only have to be one? <laughs> well, let's try to focus on one, two at the very most. Okay. So the one that I think is really timely, and it actually was released recently, and maybe I can't think of the word, but ironically, I guess it actually is focused on leadership. It's the one that I have laughed so hard recording, and that was with David Williams. And I think it's something along the lines of, you know, leadership is not rocket science. We really had a great connection, had a ton of fun recording it. Just, I think, some some real nuggets of wisdom flowed through us, and I will certainly bring him back as a guest because it just was a ton of fun. And the other one that I would say really was thought-provoking for me, and it's somebody I've known and engaged with off and on for several years, and that was Dave Dean. And that conversation, you know, I really learned a lot about him. He really sparked my thinking about some things that I was doing that helped me see some things about my work that I hadn't recognized before. But yeah, the topics are just all so different and the guests are so different. So, you know, I think you kind of have to poke around and find which ones really appeal to you because I think not all of them will appeal to any one person, but I guarantee there's something that will apply to just about everybody. Great. Thank you. Yeah, I think both of those are um, are really good. I think the leadership one in particular, I think particularly timely and relevant. They're all relevant, but I think this one's pretty relevant. So I want to thank you for joining us today. You've been great to talk to and I appreciate it. 
let, I know we're going to be sharing some information about how people can find not just your podcast, but find your other information, but let's go ahead and just tell people where they can reach you. I know where they can get your book. Tell us those two things. So people that are listening can easily connect with you. Thank you. So for senior executives who are responsible for their team leadership and are finding people to be a bit complicated and challenging, you can request a free copy of my book at ConsciousLeadershipPartners.com. If you are in an earlier phase of your leadership journey and need to grow your leadership skills, or you're an individual who is feeling stuck and needs kind of a thinking partner and a guide to help you get unstuck and imagine your future, you can find me at lauraprisk.com. Great. And I can t- uh, test Laura at lauraprisk.com too has a ton of really good information. She has some great videos that are uh, available to anybody who goes there that I found really helpful. So I hope that everybody will check it out. And um, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for making the time for me. This has been fun. That's our wrap for this episode. We hope you found today's sound advice helpful. Let us know what you think by leaving us a review. You can get more resources at podcastsoundadvice.com. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.